0: You're now tuned in to LifeSong Radio, a weekly podcast dedicated to accurately studying the Word of God in a comprehensive and biblical manner. Listen in as hosts Phil Ramsey, Blake Shankle, and Tom Hammond dig into the Word line by line. Verse by verse, leaving no stone unturned. Grab your Bible and your notebook and get prepared to study the living, breathing, active Word of God. Now, here are your hosts of Life Song Radio. Hello
1: and welcome to another episode of Life Song Radio. My name is Blake Shankle. Along with me
2: is... Phil Ramsey. Tom Hammond. Gentlemen. Hello. Great to be here. So it's got a good beat down there. Like Intro's that. got a good beat. You got rhythm, Tom. I was kind of rocking there. yes. I, your head
0: you, you I did, did, it, didn't even realize it. It's just yeah. that's it's that
2: good.
1: <laughs> I'm glad it's over with. <laughs> well, good to see you guys again this week. Back in the studios, man. We are in a big chapter, Romans 11, and yeah. we've been in it for the last two episodes. And man, we are we finally got to verse two. I think <laughs> last time, but we spent one episode on uh, just kind of going through what what uh, uh, really dispensation is. Really, uh, uh, has God replaced Israel? Just kind of backing that up a little bit, and then we last week we uh, finally dove into Romans chapter eleven, and we we Paul asked the question: Has God rejected Israel? And that's based off of just how Israel has acted over the years and their current. Uh, 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 apostate nature and, and it's a legitimate question as Tom says a pragmatic question but Paul comes out swinging he says may it never be and then he sets himself up and he says I'm in and, and and here's the proof proof number one is me and that's where we were we left it off last week as Paul says I'm an Israelite I'm of the descendant of Abraham from the tribe of Benjamin and and he's anticipating that the readers know his pedigree, and not just because he was a true Jew, but yet he was a persecutor of the church.
2: Would you would you reject Israel based on what they'd done to you? Absolutely. I would reject them the they first time they sinned against hated me. God. Yeah. And so, I would. They definitely. didn't think they were, though.
0: Oh, they thought they were right. They thought they, they hated Jesus is who they hated. Yeah. Sure did. Which is God. They hated God. They, <laughs> they, they never made that same. Thing. same they, had made that <laughs> they did not made that connection. Oh,
2: let's talk a minute. But one day, day they will. The Son, they, Spirit, they did not God. hate
0: what they what
2: their yeah. God. They they, hated. Look, they were zealous. You know they were had a zeal without knowledge. Yeah. They crucified mm-hmm. their. Messiah. But over the
1: years, we've seen in the Old Testament, and we're gonna we're gonna get here today, is is that in the Old Testament they, I mean, it was it was constant. They he would lift up a king, and they would be his people for a little bit, or they was always his people, but they would they would be in fellowship with him. The next thing you know, here's the whole nation they've a turned, they've turned to idols, and, and they're they're worshiping Baal or they're worshiping some other type of idol. So it's it's never ending cycle.
0: Good Just gracious, repent, you know? fall away, repent, fall away. Yeah. But Paul, uh, he, he goes into a um, – right off of that statement, he says, has God rejected his people? Uh, people said, may it never be. And then he says, for I'm an Israelite. Mm-hmm. He says, I'm proof he hasn't rejected all of his people, which opens us up to really the focus of today's show, which is going to be this concept of the remnant. That's a biblical uh, concept that really starts all the way back in the book of Genesis. Yeah. God has always operated according to the principle of the remnant, and that's what we want to talk about today. And it's, uh, if you're not familiar with it, it, it's not really confusing, but it does need a little explanation. What, give me a
2: definition of remnant. I know we've probably addressed that before, but give me a definition of remnant.
0: You know, you can do that in a number of ways. I've heard people say, well, if you've got an eight piece pizza, it's one piece out of eight, or it is uh, what's left over. And and that's probably the more technically correct answer. I think the biblical answer is the remnant are who survive the judgment. Yeah. It will, I think biblically, you have to tie it to coming out of the judgment. So. Uh, I, I would add that layer to it, and I think we need to think of it in those terms to really understand Romans 11. It's not just a leftover portion. It's a leftover portion that escaped mm-hmm. God's wrath. Yeah. What's some examples, Tom, of
2: of remnants in the past, maybe in the Old Testament? Noah. Noah? Who, Noah. who, else, who else
0: would be? Uh, you've got the uh, Babylonian, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Israelites who've gone off to, in the Babylonian exile, uh, a relatively very small percentage came back. uh You've got Lot and his daughters yeah. that came out of uh, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. His wife would have too if she hadn't turned back. Yeah, but uh she ended a little up being, salty now, ain't she? She's a little salty yeah, you, now. But,
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, so that's that's where Paul is has taken us is is that hey I'm an Israelite you know I, this is where I'm at and then and then and He's going to take us today on in, on a journey back to the Old Testament, speaking of Elijah, and, and 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 really, we're going to talk about the remnant. We're going to talk about foreknowledge. We're going to talk about how God loves His people in spite of. What they've 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 actually done to him,
0: and so and we're going to talk about a remnant I didn't just bring up for this very reason because we're about to read about another remnant. Field.
1: That's true, and I was wondering, yeah, I was yeah. wondering where that was coming, but we're going to bring that up here. So, so uh, let's let's just pick up here in verse two of Romans chapter eleven. He says, "God has not rejected His people, whom He foreknew." Or do you not know what the scripture says in the passage about Elijah, how he pleads with God against Israel? And so, what Paul does here in verse two is, so he's, he's again, remember, exhibit A, Paul. That was his proof in which God has not rejected Israel. Now he ratches it up a little bit, and he's going to go to this really this uh, this biblical proof. He's going to turn back to the Bible and he's going to I mean so he says me I am proof but yet you know what if you don't believe me let's go back to the Bible and let's read your scriptures in which you already know and he says uh he's going to he's going to uh really uncover the passage and he's going to talk about this passage you already know in 1 Kings and what Paul's talking about here he says here God has not rejected his people whom he foreknew this this foreknowledge we've talked about this before guys haven't we yes this foreknowledge, this 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 choosing of people prior before the time began, yeah. this 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 affection of
0: love, this love that God has set upon His people, and an agape love, a a decision. Uh, it, this is a, a, a this is a foreknowledge that is also a decision. Yes, which which means it's a proactive. Uh, it, it's an It is a determinative foreknowledge. In other words, he's not just knowing events beyond his control. He is knowing events that he is controlling.
1: Absolutely. He's ordained it. There's this – it's not foresight is what you're saying. There's not this foresight here because it doesn't say that. That's not what this word means. There's this foreknowledge. There's this knowing before time. In fact, but but this foreknowledge is this setting his affection, love, this choosing affection, love, which we went over in Romans chapter 8 um, on, on a – really upon the nation of Israel – and so what it's and what Paul's saying is, is is this this election this foreknowledge it's irrevocable it's irreversible it's it was rock solid before the time it's began de- it's determined it, exactly and it's not going to change right and so that's, that's, that's what he uses. In fact, let me. I want to turn back real quick to Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 6. This, this is not what he cites here, but I want to show you how the Old Testament, how God has set his love upon his people Israel. Real quick, I just want to read here. In, in Deuteronomy chapter 6, Moses, he's giving his, his farewell sermon to Israel, and here's what he says in verse 6. He says, For you are a holy people to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for his own possession out of all the peoples who are on the face of the earth. I mean, that's a big verse of what God's done for this. You tiny, minute, little nation in the midst of all these nations throughout the globe, God has singled out one nation for his sovereign will to be his nation through whom he would work. And through in a very unique and special way, God would work uh salvation through their lives into all the peoples of the lands.
0: Would would bless all peoples through Abraham's seed. And we
1: see that through the Abrahamic covenant, correct? Correct. So uh look at look at verse seven real quick. The Lord did not set his love on you nor choose you. Here's the thing, because you were more in number than any of the people, so you weren't this grand people in which he set his love upon, for you were the fewest of all people, the smallest. And isn't that more isn't that how God works? And how he just just works on the just those small just mm-hmm. those those people who've been cast aside the remnant he he's been he's he does that, but because the Lord loved you, loved you and kept the oath which He swore to your forefathers. Right. That's that's very important there. And when she does that, so I just wanted to I wanted to show that here is is what this this foreknowledge this God choosing to love Israel not based on what Israel has done,
0: which is really setting up where we're going now in Romans eleven because. Paul is just solidifying uh, this election, this sovereign election of Israel, and now we start getting into some of Israel's history. And I like what you said earlier. I, I love the way Paul uh, Paul appeals to uh, the. the jewish old testament to the jewish scriptures you know we talked about that uh earlier when we were talking about uh grace and uh and choosing uh people who weren't going to be a people and you know when he established the church paul made all those arguments you know in romans 10 from the old testament well now he's about to make an argument from the old testament that will catch a lot of people off surprise uh catch a lot of people by surprise Paul is going to bring up an episode in the Old Testament. It's in 1 Kings 18 and 19, where Israel's star prophet of the day, Elijah, he was the rock star prophet of the day. Elijah prayed to God to reject Israel. And I think we need to get into that a little bit today because this is it's going to really establish uh First of all, whether God's going to do that or not, and second of all, what we brought up earlier about this concept of the mm-hmm. remnant and how the remnant works.
1: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so that's what. So, so Paul brings up. He's going to bring up Elijah as his his second, his Exhibit B, and he and he brings this up. And and again, he says he says, God has not rejected His people whom He foreknew. And and I really want to make this point real quick. God. He has foreknown his people. It doesn't mean that everyone in the nation of Israel is foreknown in a redemptive way. Okay, no. we, we know that, right? Because not all yeah. of Israel is Israel. There's this concentric circle, correct? But what it does mean is is that they are foreknown in a general
0: covenant way where God chooses to work through them and use them to reach the world. But to answer your question, that, that, the answer to your question was no. But that sets up a principle of the remnant. Yes. That, that, I, that's what we've got to get into on the
1: – Yeah, I just want to make sure that sure. that was clear on that.
2: Okay, so now – But you know, the a little I'm bit more sorry. on that word, if you go to 1 Peter chapter 1, it talks about – it's written to uh, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who are elect – the elect exiles, and it lists several, according to the foreknowledge. So this isn't just looking and seeing. Why? If you go down to verse 20, it uses the same word about – Christ it says he was foreknown before the foundation of the world but but was made manifest in these last times. So did, did did God just look down the corridor of time and see what Christ would do? Oh, he died on the cross. Hey, I could do something with that right there. Hmm. No, it's a, it's an intimate it's a, it's setting your love on somebody. God knows everybody, but he knows his yeah, own he knows good. i know a lot of people but i know my wife
0: yeah. in a
2: different way yeah so god has set his love on israel he's got made a covenant with
0: him and he's not going to reject phil them. you made me think of something in your comments there then that i'll interject on this foreknowledge um, we're making the argument in this series of episodes shows that the church has not replaced israel But the idea of the foreknowledge of the elect is the same principle for both. And we learned that in Romans 8, uh, 9, I mean. So this foreknowledge that we're talking about here about Israel, it's the same foreknowledge for the elect that are now the church. But let's not confuse that. A lot of people say, well, then that means the church has replaced Israel. No, it just means the elect follow the same principle, whether you are – national ethnic israel or whether you are uh, now the bride of christ in the church that same principle of foreknowledge applied to both it but it didn't make them one in the same sure he works the same way he does he does (laughs)
2: he's dealing with israel He, he deals with us we're not ethnic israel but we were saved exactly the same way
0: that uh that he's uh, saving Israel. But, but it's understandable how some people then say, well, the church has replaced Israel yeah. when they see the same principles working on both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. And that gets into an interpretive uh, issue, a hermeneutic type yeah. issue that that we have to understand. Just because we're talking about the same principle, doesn't you know, God gave a cow two ears and he gave a rhinoceros two ears. But they're the still same? two separate things
1: ah, Okay I
0: thought they were the same Yeah <laughs> so, I'll, 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 I saw your cows you, We got yeah, we we to we,
1: talk they, With a big old horn <laughs> <Yeah>. Hanging out <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Oh man We got some problems over here in Covington uh, <laughs> So, so let, let' moving on here Look here at Paul he, he says Or do you not know Meaning You should know Okay, you he, should know this because it comes knew from they knew. yeah he did. So it's kind of sarcastic here is what he's doing. But or do you not know what the scripture says? And now he cites chapter verse. Okay, in, in the passage about who, like Tom says, the Elijah they're they're I mean, top notch prophet, right? And, and 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 Elijah is he's this he's this fiery prophet of Israel, right? He's the, he's the one who challenged... What did he do? He challenged the prophets of Baal to war. Your God's versus my God, right? And what happened? The 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 fire, the fire fell down upon the altar, right? Let the true God answer by fire was was the story. You remember that, right? And he it's back in 1 Kings. But he pleads with God against Israel. That's important here. He says how he pleads with God well, how did he
0: go from against that? Israel. How did he go from praying down fire on the altar to the next day saying to God, Be done with
1: it? Because them. look at what Israel had done. They were they were neck deep
0: in the worship of Baal. Well, what did he think would happen after he called that fire down? Oh man! Hey, the world's going to fall. Hey, look what look what happened. He was looking for a revival. Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: And so, so you got the prophets of Baal. You know they got their their animal there, their bull there, and all that going on. And then you got uh, Elijah who who has his bull, wood, water, water, mm. water. Water. Okay, let's go. What you got, Bail? Yeah, I love it. Bail must story. be asleep. Is Bell going to the bathroom? <laughs> Can I somebody help me out, you know? And then yeah. boom and a mm. fire comes down again. And guess what? When that happens, boy, I could just imagine Elijah. That's right. Yeah. My God. Yep. Who's with me? Mm. Crickets. And he, and he expected yes. And then and then Jezebel. Right. Yep. You got to be having Jezebel. Yeah. Uh, he said, basically. Long story short, then, hey, this time the next day you're gonna be like the prophets that you killed. So after that, he took how many prophets was it? Uh, 400 four hundred
0: or so. Four fifty and four fifty yeah. was it? And mm-hmm.
2: slaughtered mm-hmm. them. Guess yep. what? Jezebel said, you're gonna be just like them by this time tomorrow. Uh, well,
0: well, I think its not said, but it's strongly implied in this story when Jezebel said, "And it was 450 of her prophets, yeah, and it was 450 of the Baal prophets. Wasn't it a total of 900? I Think so, 800? yeah. Well, 450, like 450 is 900, yep. so that's so, covenant math. Well, I think it was two groups. I, I think you're right, <laughs> but but he had 50. not looking right at it. But here's but here's the here's the point I want to make. Okay, Jezebel, I can understand her reaction. He has just had hundreds wow. of prophets killed, and she is lashing out. She says, by this time tomorrow, you're going to be dead with them. Elijah would have expected, after calling down fire on mm-hmm. the altar of God, that the nation of Israel would have stood up and said, no, you're not, mm-hmm. to Jezebel. And he, uh, we're not told that in the passage, but I think it strongly implied Absolutely. no one came to his defense. Yeah, And that is what is fostering this negative attitude he he's got toward Israel and it's festering. And you can go to first Kings eighteen nineteen you read this story, but by the next day, or well actually it was after that, because he went for forty days going to Mount Sinai. Mm-hmm. So let's say four or five weeks later, this thing has festered to a point it's he's talking about his own people. Yeah. He says, God, be done with them. Now let's come back to Romans eleven. You know
1: That's that's what we would have done too, right? We we talked we asked about that question last week. What were you asked about it early on in our show? What would we have done mm-hmm. with Israel? We'd have been done with them a long time ago. Elijah fed
0: up with them. And this is Elijah. Yeah. And he is he is so fed up with them. It's God I'm and he's but then he goes a little bit past his license and in asking God to do this, he says, I'm the only one left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so no, here we go. No, whoa, he we went yeah. too far. That's right. So now we're walking right into this concept of remnant. That's let's, good. Let's look at this.
1: Yeah, verse 3. So so Elijah's pleading to God against Israel. I got that marked here. I think that's that's awesome. But he says, Lord, and now he quotes 1 Kings 19, chapter 19, verse 10. He says, Lord, they have killed your prophets. They have torn down your altars, and I alone am left, and they are seeking my life. Makes the case. There's the case that we just made, right? And that's the scripture. That's what Paul's saying. He's saying, "Look at Elijah. He's he's done with them. They're trying to kill him. I'm out, right? They're seeking my this life." this was. Let
0: me just interject yeah, real quick. Go ahead. This is kind of a foreshadowing prayer of of Christ Himself.
1: That's that's
0: very true. That's very true. You know, Elijah's praying. Hey, you know they've done this. Then now they're after me. Yeah. And you a little know, shadow there, a little type of Christ there. That's and, and good. That, that would have been the Messiah's prayer too. Yep. Look, they're they're going to kill me. Yep. And they did. And they did. Uh, so
1: look here. Here's how. Here's how. Uh, look who responds. Right. This is interesting. Verse four. And so now, now we get uh, this is First Kings chapter nineteen, verse fourteen that Paul quotes. But what is the divine response to him? This is the divine response would be God's response to Elijah. Okay. I have I being God have kept for myself, what, 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal.
0: Hmm. Wow. Elijah, you didn't think what you – you didn't know what you – You didn't you know, really know what you were saying. That's right. I've had a remnant – The whole time. The whole time.
1: Wow. That's, that's, you know, that's great. These people, what? These people that you didn't know, they didn't succumb to pagan worship? They didn't bow down to Baal? And, and and I think the point here, guys, couldn't you say this? The point God is making to Elijah is that, that you, it, it may seem like you're the only one, but I've always had a remnant, and that sets up this remnant argument here. And that's what Paul's saying is. And and, and look here, in the midst of ungodly majority, there's a godly minority. Couldn't you say that? Say that
0: again. Well, that's so pretty good. good. That's yeah, pretty good. That, that write pretty that good. down. Give wow. me a P. Yeah, <laughs> <again>. come on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could quote that for myself, but I'm not that smart. So I'll give that to Steve Lawson. But he says this in the midst of ungodly majority, there's a godly minority. Yeah. Yeah? yeah I think that's absolutely. what we see here. And so that's what God's saying. So that's the biblical proof here. He's saying, and 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 that's what Paul that's the point Paul's making. Paul says, Exhibit A is me. You know, has God forsaken Israel? Absolutely not. Exhibit B, look at the biblical proof here. Just go back to your great prophet. In fact, your prophet even doubted, but God said, he said it in the words. You can go back and you can read it in your scripture. He says, no, I've always, I've, I've preserved myself a remnant.
0: Right. i preserved it. And let's let's go ahead and, and make certain that we mention this too. And he's going to say here in verse 5, uh, in the same way, then there has also come to be at this present time a remnant. So mm-hmm. Paul is talking about the time he's writing this epistle, but we're also going to find out later in this chapter there's also a future remnant that comes out of the tribulation period. So there are two remnants at play in this chapter: the remnant, the saved remnant who had who were the 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 first members of the church, sure in the first century, For present time, the first present, century. There's right. a present time remnant. And there is still yet a future remnant. That's another thing that can get people confused sometimes, is that there are two different remnants Paul is going to talk about in this chapter. Yeah. And I, I think as we get to it, we'll be able to show that. But he's he's reminding them of the principle of the remnant. Uh, he is reminding them that even in front of your eyes, you are seeing people from that chosen nature, uh, from, from that chosen nation being redeemed. Mm-hmm
1: that's good that's good and that's and that's what the remnant means we've already talked about what that means this really it's just a it's a small piece of something that's left over of the whole of the whole and
0: and again in and, the biblical sense yes. has come through a judgment sure has, has passed through that you know the, the prophets there in the uh, 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 in Elijah's day you know had been there was a judgment there when uh, when Elijah had them killed after the fire came down and consumed God's altar he you know he had them killed uh, you know that was God's judgment but there's 7,000 who had remained faithful and escaped that judgment. I think of Noah's family. Every person on earth died except those his family that was on that ark. But that the remnant escaped that judgment. And what Paul is saying is the same principle. And there is going to be some of Israel, national ethnic Israel, not some spiritualized Israel, who is going to escape the wrath of God. Mm-hmm. And
1: is it because of their? Sorry, I didn't. Mean, but is it because of their good works? Is it because of what they've done?
2: It has nothing to do with it. Why is that? Why do you say that? Because if it did, they would get the glory. God's going to do something. You know, as time goes, let me just read it. In the same way. Let me go back in the same way. Then there has also come to be at the present time, like you said, a remnant according to God's grace's choice. But if it's by grace, it's no longer on the basics of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. So what God is doing, he is he say, why does it? Why does there have to be a, a remnant at the end, by the way? Why? Why does there have to be unbelief? There's believing Jews now they're the church and as we progress to the end at the very end there's uh, there's unbelieving jews so why why is he preserving a remnant to the
0: end well for one thing that's to be consistent with who with the principle he has been working since genesis uh second reason would be look how many promises are broken if he doesn't right you know that's kind of the simple answer uh you know we can we will get to that, but also in this this you know he's saying no they're not saved by their works they're saved by grace, and what he's doing is contrasting what he just said in Romans ten about what the Jews were ignorant about they didn't understand the righteousness they had a zeal for God but they didn't understand His righteousness, and Paul is pointing out that but the Jews in this present day remnant were not saved according to the Jewish formula that I've just debunked in Romans 10. Mm-hmm. They were still saved by the same formula that church is saved by, which is what he says in other places in the New Testament says, now there's no longer Jew or Greek. All he's talking about there is there are, are, there are not two avenues right. to being made right with God. And we'll talk more about that later too. So this idea of sal- it was salvation by grace, even for the nation of Israel. There's never been a plan where works could save anybody. Yeah,
1: yeah. And that's the basis in which God – that's the basis in which the the remnant with Israel within Israel will never be rejected by God. That's the basis in which is because of God's grace. And I think that's the point Paul's making here is, is, look, how could God cast those away from God, or how could he cast them away from him when it was all of grace anyways? It
0: was never anything they did. How how is he gonna cast them away? And and you know, and let me add one exactly, and let me just play off of that a little bit and I'll go back to Phil's earlier question. He said, Why is there gonna be a remnant at the end? And why has it gotta be by grace? I'll just kind of combine all of that. Because the ultimate end of everything is the glory of God. The ultimate end of everything is the glory of God. If Israel can work their way into heaven, that's no credit to God. They're trying right now, by the way. This whole this whole thing about grace and sovereign election, it mm-hmm. is all getting back to who gets the credit, who gets the honor, who gets the glory. And God could not have made him plainer. He said, "I'm not going to share that with anybody." And who could get more glory out
1: of this than saving the Jews? At, at the Look at where they're at. I mean, look at what he's doing. He's preserving himself a remnant. It's all because of him. It's not because of what the Jews are doing. In fact, there's there's going to become a remnant. The remnant right now, which they're being saved, their, their fist is to God.
0: But they're still savable because it's, remember last week's show we talked yes, about Paul.
1: That's that's the point.
0: Paul was not just your average good old guy Jew down the street who came yeah. to Christ late in life. Yeah. This guy had been persecuting the church. He had been part of murdering people mm-hmm. in the church. Yep. Paul was evil, thinking he was doing good, and God still was able to include him in the present day remnant.
1: And that's what's so great about God's salvation, is that it is because of grace. Because if it left up to us, we would never come to Him. And in fact, you know, I hear this a lot. We we hear this in circles. You know, is, oh, you know, ninety nine percent grace, one percent works. uh, You know, whatever. You know, you got to come to Him and all that. But but who gets the glory in that? No, that it doesn't. It's, it's it's tainted. It's tainted with works. That's not what the Bible says. It's one hundred percent by God's grace. One hundred ten percent by God's grace. It's everything with Because without Him, left to yourself, you'll you'll die and you'll go to hell. And and so, uh, salvation is always a divine work in the human heart.
0: Absolutely. Always. I want to go back to this conversation with Elijah. By the way, just for, we're <laughs> about out of time here. But just real quick to this conversation with Elijah. And Elijah says, look, I'm the only one left. I'm the only one serving you. This, these people have torn down your altars. We read all that while ago. Now they're after me. They're going to kill me. It's just time to be done with them. And when God came back and said, nah, I don't think so, that echoed through all the ages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that that has such a bearing on how we should understand Romans 11. I mean, if anybody had pulled with God during Elijah's day, it was Elijah. Sure. And God said, no, yeah. I'm not rejecting him. I've got too many promises I've made. Yeah. And I wouldn't have made them if I hadn't intended to keep them. So Paul, I think, just in his genius way, I mean, he plays right off yeah. of the very pages of their scripture so we we have we we've, we've looked
2: at he's, he's laying the case out why is he not forsaken one paul the writer two we talked about the remnant next time we'll talk about the revelation or through the chapter we're going to say about the revelation so i just love this let me do a remnant why remnant as we close why is there a remnant according to god di- wait Israel's grace is choice. No, God's. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. God's grace is choice. Mm-hmm. And it's no different with us. That's a good point. And because of that, he gets 100% of the glory. We're Hey, left alone, we're just like Israel. We're just like Sodom and Gomorrah. But God stepped in yeah. grace through faith, not of anything that we've done. Zero, But everything that he's done, absolutely. Amen.
1: That is good news for us as Gentiles today. Amen. Man, you know what? What a great... Great study today, guys. So good to be here in the studio. So good to have you here joining us this week. And we ask that you come back next week for another edition of Life Song Radio, where we're going to continue our study in Romans Chapter 11. Uh, you can visit us at lifesongradio.com or go to our Facebook page at Life Song Radio. And you can email us every time at lifesongradio01 at gmail.com. Hope to see you back next week on another episode of Life Song Radio.
0: You've been listening to Life Song Radio. You can follow us on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to continue to study throughout the week, check out the resources available on our website at lifesongradio.com. See you next week for another episode of Lifesong Radio.